The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And I have some birds in the background today, which is is fine. Um, Because today we're going to be doing a show honoring Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And I have a fabulous panel of guests um, who are all connected um, in a number of ways, but particularly in regard to breast cancer. Um, They are connected uh, to an event that's coming up this next Saturday, October 12th. And we're going to be telling you about that. We're going to be telling you how you can uh, still get some tickets for that. We're going to be talking about breast cancer in, in various ways Because, in fact, um, breasts themselves have a lot of different kinds of psychological significance. If you think about it, we suck on them as babies for nurturance, even when we uh, haven't been um, uh, given our mother's breasts to um, uh, suck on. We're given bottles with nipples that are meant to copy our mother's breasts. Um, We leer at them or stare at them or uh, value them in beauty pageants, and breasts have um, particular significance in terms of femininity and sexuality. And then, of course, breast cancer is one of the most um, common and um, powerful um, cancers that there can be in terms of uh, how it strikes women. And uh, it's, it's worse for a lot of women um, to deal with breast cancer because of the fact that there are these other psychological aspects to breast. And for in other words, you know, um, I mean, no can- nobody wants to have any kind of cancer, but pancreas cancer or stomach cancer or something that's buried inside of us kind of cancer um, doesn't have as many psychological ramifications. You know, we don't feel that we are, that the public can see um, how we are wounded. And um, so there are all these different aspects to it. And of course, October being Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, we're going to be looking today at the good, the bad, and the ugly aspects of our mammary glands. And so my guests um, at first may seem like a, um, you know, you're going to wonder how they all got together, but then you'll uh, soon understand, and particularly in regard to what each of them are contributing, literally, um, to, uh, to Breast Cancer Awareness Month and to, to people um, who have cancer and what can be done about it. So first I'd like to introduce Suzanne King. She is the founder of the Pink Ribbons Crusade, and Suzanne will be telling us uh, about what that is and what the event is that she organized. 
Crystal Lee is Miss California and the first runner-up for Miss America, and uh, she can relate to what I was talking about before, beauty pageants and breasts, and she's going to be modeling in this event um, next Saturday. And Steve Sheldon is the Director of Entertainment Events at the Queen Mary, and that's where this event that I'm talking about is going to be held. And Caitlin uh, Cut is a spokesperson for Breast Cancer Angels, which is the charity that the Pink Ribbons Crusade is going to be donating a portion of the proceeds from the event to. She also is a family member survivor. And I, too, will be involved with this event, and I'll tell you more about that later. Uh, So why don't we start with Crystal Lee. Uh, Crystal, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. It's good to Uh, be here. You know, I was reading your, your bio, and one of the things, I mean, of course, it's a very impressive bio, <laughs> impressive particularly because um, people think uh, that women who are in beauty pageants do not have the kinds of brains and accomplishments that you have. Uh, Crystal has an, a BA and an MA from Stanford University. Her platform issue is Women in STEM, S-T-E-M, which is science, technology, engineering, and math, which, of course, again, goes um, uh, counter to the stereotype of women who win beauty patches. (laughs) And um, her career ambition is to found and lead a technology company, and she's very much on her way to that. Uh, Her talent, um, one of her many talents, is ballet. She performed Swan. But, you know, one of the things, that, and she's the first runner-up to Miss America, and she is Miss California, both of these in 2013. But, you know, the thing that impressed me the most is that I was reading you, are the, you were the first runner-up to Miss California in 2012, and then you uh, apparently entered again in 2013 and won. And then, of mm-hmm. course, were in the Miss America pageant. I mean, that really, that, that stick-to-itiveness, perseverance, um, to go through all of that again is really something that's commendable. So what, what uh, and of course there are a lot, there are other accomplishments as well, but, um, but we'll be all day talking about that. So uh, what, what is it that was driving you um, to, to persevere in these competitions? Oh, I would say one thing that kept me interested is just the need for scholarship money. The Miss America pageant is just as much um, a scholarship program as it is, um, you know, a celebration of beauty. I think that having the opportunity to compete again since I was within the age eligibility was just such a natural course of action for me to take. Just having that opportunity meant, well, if I turn back now, I'll never know um, if I would regret not having tried again. And having that perseverance is so important with all things in life. I think this program has given me a chance to prove to myself that trying, trying, and trying again is really a skill that we all have to have. Um, Even long after my pageant days are over, I will be, you know, using what I've learned um, to persevere, to work hard um, in all other aspects of my life. For instance, if, you know, you applied to medical school a number of years ago, if you didn't get into your first choice medical school, you would, I think you would apply again. And that sort of tenacity is so crucial to um, women knowing that there are resources ahead of them, but only a matter of finding the internal strength to reach out for it, even if it takes a few attempts. Yes, and of course that um, goes for fighting breast cancer or any kind of um, physical problem as well. 
Mm-hmm. It definitely does, and I think that it's such an honor for me to participate in the Runway Alive in Pink fashion show because all of the proceeds from this event will be benefiting, um, you know, the grassroots needs of patients and their families in the Orange County area. What these women are going through, the not just the physical toll, but also the physiological toll and the mental toll of having cancer is just tremendous. And I have never had cancer or experienced a close family member um, coping with cancer, but I could definitely empathize with the struggle that um, all of them are going through. But I'm also optimistic that plenty have recovered, and we just want to be there to show our support for research and to just let them know that we are with them as they continue to, um, you know, push through this, this difficult time. Now, I was talking at the beginning about all the psychological ramifications of breasts, and of course, beauty pageants have mm-hmm. taken their, has, has been uh, somewhat controversial, not in my mind, but there are people, <laughs> feminists, I guess, mm-hmm. who, um, who, you know, have a problem with that, um, and particularly like the bikini uh, uh, competition right. and so on, and, and, you know, of course, a lot of this does have to do with staring at breasts. Um, mm-hmm. What what do you you know how have you dealt with that? With, well, I'd say with the these controversy. Area. Right, right. There, you're right. There is a lot of controversy. Controversy. I would say that the bra burning period of, of the 70s is still very much alive. You know, there are feminists who think that it's uh, particularly distasteful for pageants to even be in existence still. Um, but alternatively, I think that pageants are very feminist. The fact that women have the choice to stand up on stage and to flaunt, um, you know, these organs that God has given us, I think that is the utmost expression of femininity and therefore feminism because it's, you know, sure, I can contribute to the world just as much without doing pageants and, you know, to be uh, intelligent and to have all those other qualities uh, not traditionally associated with beauty contests. But I think that women have a choice to be in pageants and there's nothing to be ashamed of because at the end of the day, it's a celebration of who we really are. And there's no, I think it would be, the world would be a, a worse place without the choice for women to compete in pageants. Yeah. Um, and what you were referring to earlier about the, the ramifications of breast cancer as opposed to other types of cancer, um, a woman's breast is just like a, a woman's hair. Um, as soon as you go through chemotherapy, um, yeah. someone having their eyelashes fall out is incredibly yeah. devastating. It's so much more than just um, a physical loss, but it's also an emotional loss, yeah. especially since our culture really prides itself on um, embracing your gender. and. Yeah. For women, I would definitely say in the pageant, um, you know, your shape and your size and um, just your ability to to parade them around even. (laughs) Um, I say that kind of uh, in jest, but... It's, you know, the bathing suit, there are itty-bitty little things, and you do get to see those curves, and it's something um, that is really important to our femininity, and I hope more women, you know, stay confident, um, regardless of their size, but that's another issue, too. (laughs) Okay, well, I'm getting the uh, music signal here that we need to take a break. Um, We're talking today about Breast Cancer Awareness Month, uh, and looking at breasts from all different angles, (laughs) so stay tuned, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host. Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. 
Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you about breast cancer awareness and about an event that's going to be coming up and about all the different psychological um, colors that we put onto breasts, what they mean to us in so many different ways, from nurturance to beauty pageants to the risk of dying from them, from cancer. So um, why don't uh, I, my guests have been, uh, let me reintroduce them, Suzanne King, the founder of the Pink Ribbons Crusade, Crystal Lee, we just spoke with, Miss California and first runner-up for Miss America. By the way, Crystal, I, I would have wished that you would have won instead of the woman who did win for Miss America. I was not happy about that at all after, after what she was caught on tape saying to about another Miss America and, uh, yeah. and then lying about it, saying that she didn't say that. I thought mm-hmm. that was terrible, and she should have been disqualified. Yeah. Uh, and then also Steve Sheldon, the director of entertainment events at the Queen Mary, and Caitlin Cutt, the sp- spokesperson for Breast Cancer Angels and a family member survivor. So, Suzanne, why don't we go to you? And I've been kind of, um, kind of uh, teasing um, about this uh, awesome event that's coming up. So why don't you tell us, first of all, tell us about what the Pink Ribbons Crusade is and does and about um, what it's done at the Queen Mary and and then um, about the event. Well, that's a lot, but I'm delighted to talk about something I have a tremendous passion about, Carol. Uh, Our charity is an all-volunteer group made up of about eight ladies uh, who volunteer our time and talents to be able to help raise funds to support worthy breast cancer causes. Uh, we are based out of Austin, Texas, but we're from all over the country, and our love of Princess Diana and our fight for breast cancer is what's brought us together. Um, actually, the Queen Mary brought us in uh, last year, and we have a major collection of Princess Diana dresses, uh, as well as royal memorabilia relating to the royal family, going back to Queen Mary, uh, who actually launched the Queen Mary ship, and, and who, for whom it's named, and it goes through William and Kate, with the emphasis on Princess Diana. Our collection has over 2,000 items, um, and it's something for everyone, from handwritten letters to gifts from the royals to gifts to them. Uh, actually, right now, we have 19 pieces of Princess Diana's clothing up in the the display, but I'm sure we'll talk about that later. As far as what we're doing this weekend, uh, on Saturday, October 12th, we're hosting a couture fashion show called Runway Alive in Pink. 
uh, it will feature clothing in various shades of pink, and the money that we raise will be going for a wonderful group called Breast Cancer Angels. They help the grassroots needs of women and their families here in Southern California. And uh, what's so wonderful and what's so interesting about what we're doing is it's not your normal uh, fashion show. It's going to be a choreographed show of about 40 minutes. Uh, the Miss California uh, contestants, as well as Miss California this year, Miss California from last year, will be entertaining, and they will be modeling. Uh, so we had a rehearsal on Sunday, and I'm not kidding. Uh, I've not seen runway shows in New York that were going to be as wonderful and as enthusiastic and as beautiful as what we're going to be bringing to the stage in the Grand Salon here at the Queen Mary on Sunday. Also, we will be having uh, breast cancer survivors from the area wearing vintage clothing uh, from Princess Diana. On Saturday. I just wanted to stop you. I don't want it to get on on Saturday, October 12th. Yes, it is. I'm sorry if I misspoke. So it's going to be uh, motivating and entertaining and enlightening and a fun event here on the Queen Mary on Saturday. And, And at the end of the show, we'll certainly give out the website and tell people how they can still get tickets. Um, Steve, Steve Sheldon, the director of entertainment at the Queen Mary, um, tell us about what, uh, well, first of all, let me say, I've had the honor of being able to donate some items that have been featured in the uh, Diana, Princess Diana exhibit on the Queen Mary, um, the Duchess of Windsor's uh, lingerie, and um, Kate, the prototype for the dress, Kate Middleton's sexy dress, the one that she wore to to catch her prince. Um, there, I am the U.S. ambassador of a limited edition of copies of that dress and the prototype, in other words, the dress that's between the original and this uh, line of limited edition copies, um, that is also in the exhibit um, in the Kate and William part of it. And so in the Duchess of Windsor, Wallace Simpson, the lingerie is at the other end of the, uh, of the exhibit um, because it goes chronologically. Um, so it has been, I have been um, thrilled to be a part of this. And Steve, tell us about how um, the Queen Mary made incredible, an incredible place for this whole exhibit. Um, and tell us about how it's been going. It has been about a year now. So what, how has that affected you? <laughs> Besides making a lot more work, how has that affected you and, and, and people visiting the Queen Mary? Well, first, thank you for having me, and thank you um, for your participation in the exhibit. It's because of of the generosity of people like you and the folks uh, with the Pink Ribbons Crusade and various owners from all over the world who donate and allow uh, their dresses and their items to be included in this collection on exhibit here um, that makes it all possible possible, and it's all in support of a really great cause. So thank you for for being a part of it. Um, We were thrilled um, in 2012 or late 2011 to find the Pink Ribbons Crusade and become um, acquainted with Suzanne and uh, members of the board of directors there who shared with us um, uh, more and more about the collection. And as we learned more about the collection that they owned and had put together over the period of 30 or more years, um, it became very apparent that it was a, a great fit to be here at the Queen Mary because there are items that date all the way back to Queen Mary herself, who christened the ship and after whom the ship is named, um, all the way through, of course, Kate and Will 
and now uh, with Prince George. So it's uh, it really ties back into the, the heritage of the ship. And the more we learned about it, the more uh, we became excited about it. And we ended up, you know, what originally started as a, an idea to bring a, a dress exhibit all about Princess Diana to the ship uh, quickly evolved into um, into the complete um, upgrading and updating of 13,000 square feet of space here on the top level on our sun deck here at the Queen Mary. And we repurposed um, some underutilized space and created a beautiful gallery that was custom built for this display. And it really is um, something that's unique and that I think everyone enjoys that comes to see it. And and so what kind of um, uh, reaction have you been getting from the people? I mean, of course, I've been there a million times, and, and uh, I mean, people are always thrilled when they're walking around. But I'm just wondering, from your perspective, you know, bef- you were there before, and, and now you're there while this exhibit is there. What? How has that changed things? You know, the, the exhibit has really become um, ingrained in in being a part of the ship, it really is something that uh, people automatically now associate uh, this collection and this exhibit with the ship. And it's something that has has happened very quickly. I mean, just in the course of a year, uh, it's become very well known and very well respected and is something that um, I think people not only uh, are interested in seeing, but they're interested in, in bringing back their friends and family members to see. So we've seen a lot of uh, repeat visitorship uh, specifically to the, the Diana exhibit, um, probably more so than to uh, most of our other tours. You know, people come and, and do our tours once every couple of years, or maybe they come when, when family is in town. Uh, but the Diana exhibit is something that we see a lot of repeat visitorship to. Yes, because it actually is. I mean, I think people don't expect it to be that elaborate. That there's so much to read and to look at, and to um, you know, it's it, it, you really do have to go back time and time again to get the full appreciation of it. I mean, the dress, and then of course, it's just it's just a wonderful feeling to be surrounded by the beautiful dresses and all that. But to read the different letters and to look at all the other royal memorabilia, um, it does take time. You know, it's it's a lot to take in. Um, it is a lot to take in. <laughs> <laughs> now, Suzanne, why don't we go back to you um, to ask? Uh, you have a personal connection. I mean, the reason why you founded the Pink Ribbons Crusade and not the um, appendectomy. <laughs> <laughs> organization or tell us about your personal connection to this well actually Carol uh, back when I started um, this collection <clears throat> um, I was just interested in Diana because she was a royal and she seemed like a sweet lady and she looked like she was going to be a nice mother and that was just pretty much how it all started uh, when so I'd been collecting royal items for many years. Uh, when the uh, Christie's auction took place, uh, my husband and I kind of studied uh, what, if I purchased a dress, uh, how we would use it, and he simply said it wasn't going to be another trophy at my home or hanging in my closet. It was going to be something we did for good. So I couldn't have a dress if I didn't think about how I was going to do something positive with it. So we sat down, we talked about it, and 
we decided we'd always wanted to make a financial investment in breast cancer. We wanted to do something to honor my father, Dr. William Shields from Texarkana, while he was still alive. And he was, at one time, a major surgeon in uh, the South. And during the latter part of his career, he chose to go into breast cancer exclusively. And it was the early part of, really, reconstruction of the breast and things like that. Um, and he felt like there needed to be a Christian doctor doing this who was going to be there to care about women and their families because there was a stigma, such a stigma at that time, that husbands were leaving, no one understood. These women were just basically left by themselves. So Daddy wanted to do that, which he did. Um, and then uh, my grandmother, for whom I named, who I never knew, uh, died of breast cancer. And then when you have a Brent, uh, Diana collection and you're going to do something with it, it should be something that she herself would approve of. I just think that would be the proper thing to do. So um, the last year of Diana's life, she came to America twice to raise funds for breast cancer, to fight breast cancer. Um, and that was really quite significant. And when she then auctioned her 79 dresses at the Christie's auction just six weeks before she died, breast cancer was one of her two causes. So... When we started the charity, uh, Maggie Rogers Klein, who is uh, the co-founder with me, and her sister and I actually went to London and met with Diana's friends, her um, one of her family members, Kensington Palace, and a number of her designers, to be sure that what we were doing was something that they felt, since they knew her, would be something she would approve of. And through the years, it's been quite amazing, Carol, because we keep hearing from them that they believe that if Diana were alive today, she would be right right here with us on the Queen Mary every yes. second, helping us do what we're doing. Yes, yes, and wouldn't that be wonderful? Well, we need to take another break. Um, we're talking today about breasts and breast cancer awareness, and um, with my guests who are all involved in helping this cause. Um, we need to take another break now. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com Tune into Around the World in a Glass, presented by Sportsman's. 
We're a show all about wine, spirits, and other beverages. Your host, Kimber Stonehouse, is a professional expert and wine enthusiast. Each week, we'll focus on a different region of the world, discuss wines and other beverages, talk about some of the top restaurants in the region, and what to pair with which wine. Just listening could make you almost an expert. Around the World in a Glass is heard live every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman, talking with you today about breasts. The good, the bad, and the ugly, the, uh, the breasts that we suck on, the breasts that we look at at beauty pageants, the breasts that we are trying to help um, when they are afflicted with cancer by doing such things as having Breast Cancer Awareness Month, and the show is in honor of that, and having fabulous events uh, where the proceeds go to fabulous breast cancer charities. And um, my guests, um, are again, are Suzanne King, the founder of the Pink Ribbons Crusade, Crystal Lee, Miss America, I'm sorry, uh, Miss California, and the first runner-up for Miss America. It was a slip because I wanted her to be Miss America. Jean <laughs> Sheldon, the director of entertainment events at the Queen Mary. And now we're going to hear from Caitlin Cutt. She is a spokesperson for Breast Cancer Angels, which is the charity that's going to be benefiting from this Saturday, October 12th, this coming Saturday's event. We'll tell you more about the event and, of course, the website where you can get tickets and so on. And um, Caitlin is also a family member survivor. So, Caitlin, welcome to the show. Hi, Carol. How you doing? I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> um, let, we've been talking about, uh, well, we've been talking about all the aspects of breasts from beauty pageants to, uh, to the event that's coming this Saturday. And tell us about your um, involvement. Well, first of all, tell us about how breast cancer touched your family. Okay. Um, well, my mother in 2000 was diagnosed with uh, stage 4 inflammatory breast cancer. Mm. Inflammatory breast cancer has an incredibly high mortality rate, and after a pretty strong five-year fight, she passed away in uh, late 2004. And, and how, old, um, how old was she? My mom was 49. Yeah. I was 19, and my brothers were 7 and... Or, I'm sorry... They were 12 and, and, uh, and, and 10 at the time. Uh, and after that, I basically kind of absorbed the caretaking of, of them going forward. So all through my college career, I took care of them. And uh, now we're kind of here today giving back to the community. Yes, and I understand um, your family experienced something that a number of families do um, in, in the sense that it not only affects the person who has cancer, but um, also certain disruptions in the family, I mean, besides what you were just talking about in regard to your father. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I think that anybody who's had a family member with, and this, this expands beyond breast cancer, um, anybody that had, that's had a family member that's dealt with a life-threatening illness that requires ongoing treatment can speak to how really the entire family unit walks through that experience together. Um, 
And if you're a child in that experience, you know, you have, a, you have very limited control over what's happening. And in some cases, and, and unfortunately, a lot of cases, a lot of marriages don't survive certain diseases. Breast cancer is one of those diseases that really, really takes a toll on a marriage for a lot of reasons. Um, I think it's pretty intuitive that, you know, a, a woman's breasts and her hair and all of these things, you know, threaten to be taken away. The way I like to say it is, Breast cancer sometimes can make a woman feel like she got her girl taken away, mm. you know, her femininity. And um, while a lot of people have amazing support systems, a lot of people don't. Mm-hmm. So um, Breast Cancer Angels is an emergency assistance fund, basically, for families that are dealing with treatment. So what we do is uh, we're based out of Orange County and Long Beach, And we also have chapters in San Diego and an emergency fund growing in Los Angeles and an emergency fund growing in the Inland Empire, which I'm super excited about. We have a corporate sponsor, so 100% of what we uh, bring in goes back out. Mm. And we do things like a food program, housing needs, clothing, medical co-pays, transportation, uh, a second opinion fund. We handle uh, final expenses and home care sometimes. we really try to make the assistance that we can provide a family uh, what they need, what they want, really, and help them to kind of maintain a little bit of normalcy. A lot of um, assistance, I mean, like food banks and things like that, you kind of get what you can. And what we try to do is provide them with access to groceries and gas stations and things like that that they use in their everyday life. And I understand some of the people um, come to you who are homeless, they don't have anything. Yeah, no, they do. I mean, I, a cancer diagnosis can be financially devastating even if you have everything when, you, when, you're, when you're on the outset. Um, a couple factors that I like to kind of compound for people when they're thinking about why our organization is necessary. A lot of women are, in this country, are primary breadwinners. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think, you know, in, in order to provide for a family, a lot of women start their own businesses uh, or they become nurses or teachers. And a lot of, when you're, when you're a sole business owner, when, you, when, you're, when you're in different segments um, of government work or whatever, in some cases you don't have disability insurance. So on top of mounting medical costs, you're also now immediately losing your income overnight. Pro, you know, filing for unemployment, uh, filing for disability sometimes takes a pretty good chunk of time. And when you're providing for people in your home, even if there's a hiccup for one month, that can be financially devastating. You can be kicked out of your apartment, you know, just kind of depending on the community that you're in. You can be in dire straits almost overnight. So we really try to step in and keep that from happening. And do you have um, homes that you own? I mean, places, shelters, or? No, um, that's, uh, that's a dream. I mean, that would be amazing. And that's something we want to do down the line. But, again, you know, we try to keep the overhead really, really low. And um, I, I don't think that that's going to be impossible in the future. These things definitely happen. But for now, what we do is sometimes we utilize, we utilize motels. Um, the other thing that a lot of people kind of forget is if, if you have some rent, a landlord won't take partial payment. But what we can do is step in and help you over that hump and get that, that rent paid for you for that month. And this is a very, I mean, I really haven't um, heard of another organization like this um, where you are really at the grassroots. I mean, of course, there are all kinds of different organizations, but um, you kind of get down and dirty. 
Yeah, I like doing it. <laughs> um, I mean, I, you know, I shared my, my personal story kind of at the top of the interview. Uh, I really feel like I've been given kind of a time machine almost to go back and help people the way I wanted it to be helped. Mm. Um, our founder, Faye Dedeker, is another amazing woman. She survived triple negative breast cancer, stage four triple negative breast cancer, which, I mean, I could get into it, but basically it's the, the fact that she survived is, is a miracle on, it, on its own. And the reason why she started this organization was because she had an amazing support system, but she was in these chemo rooms with a lot of women that didn't. Mm. And what she realized was there wasn't anything out there helping these women. And the whole organization, Breast Cancer Angel, started with her and six of her friends literally kicking in 20 bucks a month. Mm. And this is the kind of thing that I really like to highlight when I talk about my job, and that you'd be so surprised how far just a little bit can go for a person. And uh, what's even better is that a little bit goes a long way with our organization because we don't take anything out of it to help these women. You yeah, know. Well, who, who is your sponsor? We have an amazing sponsor, Trend Offset Printing. Um, they have a personal story that's linked to us. And um, I, don't, I, think it's, I think it's a really cool model. You know, and it's... Um, it's pretty remarkable. <laughs> it is a real one-of-a-kind thing. And I, and I think that even if you kind of take this 30,000-foot approach with what we're doing, what's really encouraging is um, how possible it is, really, you yeah, know, to, to yeah. make such an impact in your community. Um, our organization thrives not only on these amazing events like the one that we're going to um, enjoy on Saturday on the Queen Mary, thanks to Suzanne and what she's doing with the Pink Ribbon Crusade, um, we are sustained by people cutting us checks for 20 bucks a month all over the region. Mm-hmm. And that's, how, that's where the name comes from. You become a breast cancer angel by becoming a, becoming a monthly donor or doing what Suzanne does. I see. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and we'll give out the website for, for that, too, for your organization, too. Please right do. Now, right now we need to take a break. Sure. Um, we, you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Stay tuned. We'll be talking more about breasts. Um, I, I love to love to say that to be a tease and to get people, you know, I mean, that's the thing. It does elicit, even just the word elicits things um, uh, in people, which kind of is, goes to what I was saying at the beginning about how, and what you were saying too just now, Caitlin, about how um, there is such an emotional connection that women have well that society has with breasts Mm -hmm. so stay tuned again you're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch we'll be right back talk 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 that's all we do is talk if you'd like to talk call us toll free right now at 1-866-472-5787 1-866-472-5787 that's it that's it voiceamerica.com are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times do you want help then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships... 
check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. I'm talking really quickly because I want to make sure we have enough time to tell you about this amazing event so that you can all go and get tickets for it still. Um, There are still some tickets remaining, but you have to... You have to do this quickly. Um, you have to go quickly and, and, and invite your friends. Uh, Saturday, this is going to be an amazing event. There's going to be, a, on the Queen Mary, there's going to be a lunch, a uh, beautiful lunch. There's going to be, um, of course, a, a open. Ex- you're going to have a passage to the Princess Diana exhibit that we've been talking about. Um, there is going to be the Runway Alive in Pink fashion show with models such as Crystal Lee and um, other pageant winners and amazing talent, not just walking down the runway, but um, also entertaining you with their talent. Uh, it's like a television show or, <laughs> or like a play uh, right in front of you, not just a fashion show, although that in itself is going to be amazing. And there's going to be an auction, a silent auction. Um, I have donated... Um, to uh, uh, my book, Bad Girls, Why Men Love Them and How Good Girls Can Learn Their Secrets, which is connected to <laughs> Princess, uh, well, to Kate, who I call the quintessential good girl who used bad girl secrets to catch her prince. And also in that basket is going to be one of these dresses, one of the uh, limited edition copies of Kate's sexy dress, so you can catch your own prince. And also... Um, Tickets to uh, have tea with me. Four people can have tea with me, compliments of the Queen Mary, uh, at a later date. So that's my um, portion of that. So come and bid on my item and bid on all kinds of other wonderful items that there are um, in the silent auction. I get carried away at silent auctions, so there are going to be a lot of things for you to get carried away in as well. Um, and... And of course, the whole the bottom line to this whole thing is that um, the money is going to be uh, donated through the Pink Ribbons Crusade to um, Cancer Angels that Caitlin was just telling you about. So, um, I mean, and, and tell me, you know, does that that just really breaks your heart with with what wonderful work they're doing um, for all the people on this ground floor level? You know that that a lot of other charities, um, not that they're not good in their way, but this is so needed and kind of overlooked. So let me um, give each of my guests a chance to sort of um, give their closing remarks and also where you can go to now get tickets for this event, Runway Alive in Pink. So why don't I start with Suzanne? Well, uh, first of all, we would love to have anyone. Uh, Everyone, this is a unique event because so many charity functions, people know each other at at them, and they're coming, and they're seeing their friends, and they're sitting with their friends and chit-chatting. Well, this is made up of people from all over the country are flying in that do not know each other, uh, and all kinds of people are coming from this area and from the state. So you will make some new friends at the table. 
uh, and you will have a lot of uh, fun getting the opportunity to uh, experience something that you probably never experienced before because this is going to be a unique event. There will not be any speeches. Uh, there will be a 24-page program, so you're going to know about everything that we would hope you would want to know and even more information about Diana. And we do have the opportunity uh, to have the vice mayor from uh, Long Beach as well as a new deputy consul from the British um, consul here in uh, Los Angeles. Plus, I want people to know, besides Crystal, who's Miss California this year, and Leah, who is Miss California from last year, there will be 14 other young ladies who have won titles in California that are volunteering their time and their talents to come and be part of this. And it's so wonderful when we talk about criticizing, you know, young people sometimes because they're not looking at the future, that these people, not only have they made great strides already in their accomplishments, but they understand the concept of giving back, and that's exactly what they're going to be doing. Uh, okay, so this so, is a beautiful so, show, Suzanne, a fun tell show. people where they can get the tickets. Oh, absolutely. They can get the tickets by going to our website. It's www.dianadresses.org. And there is a link on our home page that will take you to this event. You can click on and purchase your ticket right there. Okay. And um, Steve? Yes, ma'am. Do you want to just a few last words about how the Queen Mary is going to welcome everybody? <laughs> yeah, we are excited to, to host this event. It's something I hope will, will become an annual uh, tradition here at the Queen Mary. It's something, uh, a, a cause that is very near and dear to our hearts, and we're thrilled to support it and to be a sponsor and to welcome everyone on Saturday. Uh, I also just want to remind everyone that the um, we do have a, a, this special expanded installation uh, of dresses and gowns and pieces of memorabilia for the month of October in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. But the Diana Legacy of a Princess exhibit is here aboard the Queen Mary year-round, and we uh, invite everyone to come and check it out and also visit our tea room. And there's a yeah. Tea with Diana package as well that people can enjoy uh, the Windsor Tea and a tour of the, the Princess Diana exhibit. It's really exquisite. Yes. And Crystal? Um, I just want to say that I'm so thankful that I had this opportunity to be a part of the show. I can guarantee you that uh, Saturday's fashion show will be unlike any other fashion show that you will see. I've walked tons of shows. I've traveled across the nation modeling, and I know that this production is really one not to miss. So I really encourage all our listeners to, you know, if just really come support this event. And if not, it's going to be a great show. There's so many reasons to be a part of this. So I look forward to seeing you on Saturday. I'll be bringing autograph packs in case your nieces or daughters um, or sons would like to meet me and uh, shake my hand. <laughs> okay. And Caitlin? Hi. Okay. Um, I just want to thank everybody uh, for, for listening into this uh, whole interview. Um, Breast Cancer Angels, we're located in the South Bay in Orange County. We've been here for 13 years. So this event is a huge um, opportunity for us to get really connected with our community and our donors. If you're interested in becoming an angel, go ahead and visit our website at breastcancerangels.org, and uh, you can find a way to donate a chunk of change, and 100% of that chunk is going to go to help a family in your community because we tally all of our donations regionally. If you give us 5 bucks and you're from Huntington Beach, it goes to the OC. Mm-hmm. Uh, South Bay, it stays in the South Bay, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, please feel free to reach out. And um, I'm so thrilled that this, that this event uh, has come together 
This is an incredible opportunity, so I just want to thank Steve, Suzanne, and Crystal for being a part of it. And, Carol, thank you so much for having us on your show. Well, you're very welcome. And let me give out again the, the, the website for tickets is dianadresses.org, and the website for um, Breast Cancer Angels is breastcancerangels.org. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. everything's .org. Okay. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, and thank you all for listening. Um, you know, it's, it's great to be able to have a lot of fun and at the same time do something really that will benefit so many people and that's so needed. We've been talking about breasts and all their ramifications um, in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. I just wanted to give out um, the some prevention tips so that um, <laughs> for breast cancer awareness to make sure that uh, you can do everything to try to limit your chances of getting breast cancer. So here are some tips. First of all, limit alcohol. Um, that's a key tip. Um, you're certainly no more than one drink a day, and actually one drink a day qualifies, according to AA, for it as being an alcoholic. So you want to do a lot less than that. Control your weight. The more obese you are, the more um, chances you have of getting breast cancer. Physical activity, you need to have at least two and a half hours of moderate aerobic exercise a week, which is like brisk walking or swimming. Um, or one hour and 15 minutes of really vigorous aerobic activity, such as running. Then also um, avoid environmental pollution to the extent that you can. And then, of course, there's another thing that's kind of controversial in terms of hormone therapy. So ask your doctor. There are some studies that show that that increases the risk of breast cancer, but then there are also reasons why you might want to um, benefits of being on hormones. So you need to talk about that with your doctor. And let me again tell you about the um, the details of the event. I hope you've been enjoying the show where um, I had my guests who we're all are all involved in this event that's happening on Saturday on the Queen Mary. Myself as well. I'm um, going to be. I have a table um, that where people um, chose to be at my table, and um, I'm going to be there, of course, with my auction basket my, for the silent auction and everything else, and and with my. Um, the dresses the, that I contributed to the Princess Diana exhibit. And as Steve was saying, the Princess Diana exhibit is all year round, but you get that as part of the event on Saturday. So go to dianadresses.org, order your tickets, and if you want to look into the Cancer Angels uh, found, uh, charity, um, if you're not able to come on Saturday, then go to um, breastcancerangels.org. So dianadresses.org and breastcancerangels.org. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat. 